Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast finds you well. I hope you're all having a wonderful week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Again, we're going to continue to talk about and discuss discipleship. To We're going to continue to talk about and discuss discipleship. So, as I'm flipping my Bible pages here to get to um, the main passage that we're going to be talking about today, I want to, again, encourage you guys that um, if you have anything that you would like to have discussed or any kind of question, any kind of concern or spiritual topic or just a thing, a worldly topic, but that has maybe some spiritual application, I mean, whatever it is, uh, please feel free to reach out to me however you can. Again, I'm going to keep my email in the show notes so you can see my email there. And I'm going to continue to try to put these... Um, what's the word? <laughs> I'm going to continue to try to put these like questions up on like my Instagram stories and Facebook stories and, you know, just to kind of, you know, kind of get your mind turning, get you get, you know, get the wheels turning, you know, and kind of ask you some questions that yes, revolve around this episode of the podcast, but I think also just deal with our everyday faith as well. Um, so with that being said, again, Let's get started, and again, just, you know, anything at all, you know, feel free to let me know. So, last week, you know, we talked about the parable of the talents, right? We talked about how we're expected as disciples to make use of the gifts and the talents that God gives us. So, the parable of the talents, you know, a talent is specifically talking about, like, this, like, monetary figure, right, money. Um, that the master gives these servants, and then they go and make a profit, right? They give they give the master back the original amount plus interest, like some more. Um, but that also can be used as what we talked about last week, you know, the talents that God gives us. We need to use that to, you know, bring, you know, return back to God what's his, but also use it to bring others to him. Use our talents, our actual talents. And so on that same thought this week, if you remember, I kind of hinted at it last week, hinted at it last week that we're going to talk about, you know, that as a Christian, you can't just say you have faith and that be the end of it. I think I've, I've, I've talked about this, this concept before on the podcast, but as a Christian, we can't just, you know, say I have faith, go to church, you know, every Sunday and think that's okay and that that's it because there's more than that. Um, I actually want to talk about an article that I wrote for our church here at, in San Diego at Canyon View. Um, a few Sundays ago, on the Sunday of January 30th of this year, I wrote an article. And the title of my article was, The Christian Atheist. The Christian Atheist. Um, I'll get into why I titled it that in a second. So that's what I want to talk about today, and that's what our podcast episode is going to be called, The Christian Atheist, and it's a, it's a term coined by this guy named Craig Groeschel. Um, that's how I'm going to say his name. It may, I may be butchering his last name, but anyway, Craig, Craig Groeschel, he coined this term, The Christian Atheist, 
and he wrote a book about it, but we'll get into that in a minute. So, you know, what is an atheist? Well, right, an atheist is a person who disbelieves in the existence of God or any other gods, right? Most of us are probably familiar with this term, you know, but the thing is, have any of you ever heard of a Christian atheist? Now, I know it seems weird that, you know, Christian and atheist would even be put together, but there's a good reason for it, right? Because, you know, a Christian obviously believes in God. You know, you can't be a Christian if you don't believe in God and accept Jesus as his son and, and as our Lord and Savior. Because an atheist, you know, denies both, denies all those things. So how can these terms be put together? Well, I'll tell you why and how. So Craig Groeschel, right? Craig Groeschel coined this term in his book, um, The Christian Atheist, believing in God as if he doesn't exist. Oh, believing in God, but living as if he doesn't exist. Sorry. So I read this book while I was in college, and the main idea of this book has really stuck with me over the years. Um, but like any book, especially a book about, you know, religious things and scriptural things, you know, there are some ideas that I don't, I don't necessarily agree with him on. You know, I may view a little bit differently, but it still doesn't take away from how well the book is written and how good and beneficial I think it would be for Christians to read this book. But the thing is, I believe that there are several important ideas that, come from this book that should be to, should be discussed today and we're going dis to discuss them uh, if I can talk this morning we're going to discuss them in this episode of Thursday Thoughts so the Christian atheist is someone who claims to be a Christian but lives as if God does not exist and this is the idea I want to discuss in today's episode of Thursday Thoughts and so the truth is I feel that a lot of Christians fall under this category today. I know I certainly did at one point. So the Christian atheist is someone who claims to be a Christian, claims to have faith in God, but lives as if he does not lives as if he does not exist. Hmm. That's a deep quote. So let's think about that for a minute. So when I was in high school. You know, before I had my, I had a life-changing car accident. Um, I was in a car wreck. Uh, most people who probably listen to this podcast know the story of my car accident, but I was in a really bad car wreck the night before my sister's wedding, and, you know, I almost died. And before this, I was a baptized Christian. I believed. Uh, I believed in Christ. I obeyed the gospel. And, you know, I understood what it meant to be, at least to be a Christian meant doing the right things and thinking about God more than I thought about myself. Even as a kid, I understood that. And so, even though I was still just a teenager, I knew better. But while I was in high school, before my accident, you know, I lived like a Christian atheist. I didn't speak the way I should have. I didn't read and pray like I should have. I didn't represent Christ the way I should have. Luckily, I got my act together. The point is, is that there are people who claim to be Christians, yet their actions do not show it. You know, a lot of us, at many different points in our lives, have claimed to be something, but then, you know, our actions don't really back it up. But as Christians, we can't afford that. We can't do that. 
And the thing is, I was once one of those people. And now I battle every day to not fall into that again. It's a hard fight, but I have to be better and not fall into it. And not fall into this Christian atheist type of lifestyle. So I want this podcast episode today to challenge us. I want it to be a wake-up call. No matter what is going on in the world, COVID or crazy things going on with my job or with my family, whatever is going on in the world, it doesn't matter. God expects us to be faithful Christians. There is no such thing as part-time Christianity. We are either all in or we aren't. So just coming to church and checking off a box, just saying, you know, oh, I believe in God, so I come to church and checking off that box, that's not enough. If you read your Bible, you'll see that that's not the kind of faith that Christ calls us to. That's not the kind of faith that God expects from us. The question is, does your life reflect your faith? If not, what needs to change? You know, something I think about as Christians, the, the Bible is supposed to guide us, right? The Bible is supposed to be our guide in this life. It's, it's not necessarily a rule book, but it's more of a survival guide in this crazy world. That's really, what the, that's really what the Bible is. It's the Word of God. And so the book of Ecclesiastes um, talks about God's Word kind of guiding us on our way and kind of getting us back on track whenever we sometimes stumble off the path. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 11 says, The words of the wise are like goads, and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. Do you know what a goad is? <laughs> I grew up, you know, in Alabama in a farming, you know, area. A lot of people had cows and horses, you know, and cattle, you know, cattle and farm life and stuff like that. And so a goad is kind of like this pokey, uh, pitchforky type thing that you use to kind of poke uh, a cow, or back in those days you would poke kind of like the oxen or a donkey or whoever was, you know, if an animal was pulling your cart, you know, because back then you had to travel around on wagons, they didn't have cars, but a goad was this thing that you used to kind of poke the, the ox to make him go, or to make him turn right or left, you know, to goad the ox along, like, so that's a verb, goading along. And so here in Ecclesiastes, Solomon is saying, you know, the words of the wise are like goads. So the Bible is like a goad. The Bible goads us along, so it pokes us and it prods us along. So, you know, anytime we kind of start getting off the path the way we're not supposed to, the Bible goads us like we're, you know, like a cattle. You know, it just pokes us back in the direction we're supposed to go. And that's what the Word is supposed to do. That's what the Bible does for us. The question is, are we letting it? Are we listening to the goad, or are we not? So that's the idea. I want to share some verses with you today from God's Word and how they are to goad us along in our lives, to get us going, to get us to be faithful disciples of Christ, because that's the whole goal, especially this season in Thursday Thoughts. You know, we're talking about discipleship and what it means to be a true disciple, and a true disciple has genuine faith, and their actions and their lives reflect that faith, and they don't live like a Christian atheist. So the first verse I want to share with us 
share with you guys today is from Titus. From Titus chapter 1, verse 16. Paul's been kind of talking about how these Judaizing type teachers, these teachers who are trying to hold on to Jewish like regulations and stuff, are trying to force the Jewish ways onto Gentiles and stuff like that. But that's not you know what Christianity is. It's different. Christ is what makes you pure and holy, not some Jewish rituals. And that's what Paul is telling Titus to teach. And Paul tells Titus in Titus 1.16, he says, They profess to know God, so they say they know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. And so they say they know God. These, these teachers say they know God, but their works deny God. Their works are saying the opposite. Their works are saying they don't know God. And then because of their works, they're basically counted as detestable, disobedient, and they're unfit for any good work that they may do. And so the question is, is do my works show that I know God? Does the way I live my life show that I know God? Does the way I carry myself show my faith? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Um, jumping on to our next passage. Um, actually, hold up. We're going to go to a different one. Um, in 1 John chapter 2, uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 4, uh, John writes, Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Wow, that's deep. I mean, how many of us have been caught in that situation before? I mean, even today, I mean, even me, I think about myself, you know, I, I would consider myself to be a pretty faithful Christian. But, you know, obviously we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, and we all mess up. And so I think there is, you know, a bit of, there, you know, there's some stuff to talk about with this verse, you know. Like, I think if you're, you know, a Christian, you know, and you're trying hard, and, you know, you're, you know, you might occasionally slip up, I don't necessarily know if, you have to, you know, to be stressed out by this verse. But, you know, I think this verse is specifically for those who think that they're okay living the life that they are and not trying to improve and get better. And that they're okay with some of their sin being like, well, God will forgive me so I can keep doing this. I go to church, so it's fine. You know, I'm checking my box off, so I'm okay. I think that's what this verse is talking about. You know, so it says, you know, if I say I know God, but I can't keep his commandments, then I'm a liar, and the truth isn't in me. So the question is, do I really know God? Am I keeping his commandments, or am I a liar? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. I mean, after all, Paul writes in Romans 6, uh, 1 and 2, he says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? And that's what we're supposed to do. Paul goes on to say that when we become a Christian, we die with Christ and we raise up to walk in newness of life. And so the thing is, am I actually walking in newness of life? Or am I continuing in sin? As Christians, we're supposed to change. We're not supposed to be like the Word. We're not supposed to continue in sin. We're supposed to be different. The question is, have you? Have you changed? As a Christian, we're supposed to. I'm not supposed to continue in sin. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean you'll never sin again, but you're not supposed to continue in it, continue in a life of sin. And to be honest, a lot of people, I mean, it's some, sometimes it's people I know. 
But there are a lot of people I see who claim to be Christians, but they don't live that way. You know, you may see them at church on Sunday morning, but their life doesn't reflect that in every day, in their everyday dealings and in all the hobbies and things and the habits that they do. The question is, is that you? Are you living the life you're supposed to live? Do your actions show that you know God? Do you keep his commandments? Do your works prove that you know God? Are you letting the word goad you along? And have you died to sin and are living in newness of life? Or you continue to live in sin? Am I a Christian atheist or not? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Because what good is our faith if our works don't prove it? What good is our faith if my actions and my life don't support my faith? And so the last passage I want us to look at is, is in James. In James chapter 2. In James chapter 2. Starting in verse 14. I'm going to read James chapter 2, 14 through 26. I want to read all this passage because I think it's important that we all hear this. So starting in verse 14 of James chapter 2. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say to you, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one? You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Wow. There's so much in this passage, and this passage always, you know, I, I truly believe if more Christians read and understood this passage for what it actually means, it would, it would click a lot more for us. And it would make a lot more sense. You see, I, 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 I mean, I, I seriously think a lot of times I want to be like James in verse 20 and say, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Because the thing is, is, you know, he says, you, know, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe even the devil believes in God because he knows he exists. The demons believe and they're afraid because they know God's power and they know who God is. So believing is not enough alone. Obviously, you have to start with your faith. Yes, you have to believe. But if your faith is genuine, I think is what James is getting at here, if your faith is genuine, 
then your works will back it up. You will be, as he says, justified. You will be justified by works. Right? Abraham was justified by his works when he offered up Isaac. Faith was active alongside his works, and that's how we're supposed to be. It's not just faith alone, but our works have to be with it. So as a Christian, I can't just say, I'm a Christian, and then go out drinking, partying, having premarital sex, and doing all these things that aren't Christ-like and aren't what Christians are supposed to do. Because the thing is, is sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we sin and we make mistakes. All of us sin and fall short of the glory of God. You know, some of, sometimes all of us get mad and say something we shouldn't say. Maybe all of us, or maybe all of us, um, sometimes some of us, you know, may make a bad choice one time. But that doesn't have to define you, and that doesn't mean you have to live in that life of sin. You can overcome that. And when we become a Christian, as Paul says, we die to sin, and we walk in newness of life. So faith without works is dead. We saw that in Titus. We see that in, you know, John 2 is basically saying that. First John 2, sorry. Uh, James chapter 2, and then Romans 6. All these verses are telling us that true faith, true Christianity, means changing our life and not living the way we're supposed to. Your faith, our faith is dead if we don't change. Our faith is basically useless if I don't decide to walk in newness of life. The question is, are you walking in newness of life? Have you changed? I think the biggest question that you can ask yourselves is, and that I ask myself every day, is the life I'm living worthy of the manner to which I was called? Do the actions I take and do and make every day, the way I carry myself, the way I live my life, does it show that I'm a Christian and that I'm a believer in God? Or does it show that I'm a Christian atheist and that I, I live as if God does not exist. I live like there's no, you know, I live like there's always going to be tomorrow. I live like, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, God will forgive me. Because that's not the right way to live. So, every day we have to make sure that we're fighting this fight and trying not to be the Christian atheist. Am I a true Christian whose works glorify God? Or am I a part-time fake Christian because there's no such thing as part-time Christianity? Or am I being a fake Christian that that's work whose works don't show Christ and show my faith in my life? And so that's our thought for this Thursday. And so as we conclude, I just want to I want to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to pray for all of you and, that, and pray for myself and all of us that we wouldn't fall into this lifestyle of being a Christian atheist, believing in God but living as if he does not exist. That's the challenge we all have to avoid. So with that being said, again, uh, keep an eye out on my Instagram. Keep an eye out on my Instagram for questions uh, and feel free to respond or message me about anything or if you have any questions or concerns. 
I hope you all have a wonderful day, and may God bless you.